You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Mr. Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? Doing well, AK. Hope everybody's good out there. We are excited to get into close to the fall season now. Yep. We are inching up from October. Yo, it's almost here. It's almost here. It's it, by quick, there's been it? some cool mornings, which has been nice. It has been. It has been. Uh, so we've taken advantage of some of those mornings. We've had a couple of events since we last got together. We had our 50th Senior Better Ball Championship down at C&T Cooper Country Club in C&T, yeah. South Carolina. I think it's the 40th year we've been at C&T Cooper Country Club. Wow. And the hurricane uh, rolled through two days, three days before our tournament. It had over nine inches of rain in C&T. Man. And the golf course came out miraculously. They did a good job. Gene Scarborough is the super down there and did yeah. a fantastic job. He always does. And when it was all said and done, Rich, it was a team of Riches won this this event this year. Okay. Rich Rebolts and yeah. Rich Weston nice. uh, teamed up together, shot 66, 64, 128, with a, took a one-shot victory over two other teams. So yeah. they played really good. That's uh, that's two good rounds of golf over over. Uh, that golf course there in Santee. So congratulations to the Rich team. Yep, yep. Uh, we came, came back the next weekend. The SCGA was at uh, Columbia Country Club. We had the players' four ball going on out there. Yeah. Uh, had right at 60 teams, I believe, and um, had to fight a little bit of weather on Sunday and actually Saturday. a little bit of weather Saturday afternoon because that was – we actually had everybody done except for one team. Had to bring them back the next morning to get yeah, them that's done. That's what Kyle told me. So uh, when it was all done, though – we actually had, we had three teams that were tied at 1.30 and uh, took them to the 18th hole there, that par four at Columbia Country Club. And with a birdie on the first hole, Danny Ezel and Josh Gallman took the championship over Levi Joyner and P.J. Jacobs huh. um, and Nick and Robbie Beershank. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah. it, it was a – you know, usually you get three teams in a playoff. It, it takes a little longer than one hole. But uh, Ezel and Gallman were able to knock it out and shot 66-64 for a 1.30 total and a – that's strong, man. <clears throat> Playoff victory. So, yeah, they did really good. That same weekend as that was going on, our Junior Golf Association was up at the Boscobel Golf and Country Club. Yeah, the Bell. They had 125 players playing in it. And uh, when boy, in the girls' 13-18 to 18 division, Isabella Lee from Waxhall, New- North Carolina. Okay. Uh, a six-shot victory, Alan. She, mm. she shot 71-73, 144. Good playing. Very good playing. And in the boys' 18, uh, 13 to 18 division, Dawson Zabo from Greer, South Carolina, 71-66. Wow. For a one-shot victory. And that was the Harvey Brock Orange Jacket uh, the Orange Jacket, yep, yeah. Orange Jacket Classic up there. Uh, we got involved with that a couple years ago. Actually, during the COVID year, we we, yeah. we added tournaments instead of getting away from them. So, and, uh, and that one's a little unique and special because it's 15 and under, correct? No, this one's, thir- no, this, okay. this one's full age. Okay. And, and they have uh, – they actually got 12 and under age groups, too. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but uh, I think you're thinking about the, the Jackie Sewell used to be I that am. way. So. Yeah. Um, and then we finished up the last swing for the last two weeks was at Carolina Country Club, as, as we're talking, was was yesterday, uh, September the 12th. Uh, we were at Carolina Country Club. We had a 40-plus series. And this is the one that everybody loves. This is the partner's yeah. version of the 40-plus series. You and, can pick uh, up if you need to. That's right. I uh, had 48 teams started there. And uh, right from right there in the area up there, uh, Tyler McCauley and Charles Warren. Better known as Gallagher and Company, where they work. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
that insurance company. Nobody wants a piece of that insurance company. No, no, Cal Thompson. Yep, they yep. got some players. Uh, but Tyler and Charles teamed up, shot uh, 63, uh, minus minus nine, beat three other teams that were right behind him at 64. So Minus nine, wow. Right. Charles Warren on the SCGA board. Good oh, to see him yeah. doing well and playing well. Uh, and Tyler is a longtime supporter of ours. He was actually at the Players 4 Ball at Columbia Country Club. A lot of them were at Columbia Country Club the weekend prior. So uh, we thank Carolina Country Club for having us and, and, and being able to use their golf course to get that event done. Yep. Um, we go from there. As this episode comes out on the 18th of September, we'll be at Wood Creek for our Possum oh, yeah. Tournament, which is the pro official superintendent manager club event, Yeah, how we come to Possum. Yeah. And uh, we've got 24 teams, I think, signed up for it. Wow. And so it's kind of a cool thing. You know, Team come, a club comes in, they bring their, their professional and official, their superintendent and a manager, just like the name says, yep. and they get to spend a day to golf, playing golf together. We do a little lunch for them and a little social afterwards, so. It's a great place to network. It's an all, all awesome place to network, an yeah. opportunity to get together and, and spend some time and talk about some different things. And, you know, just to get those four people from each club together, they're, they're always working, but then yeah. sometimes they don't get to go have a good time and enjoy themselves. So. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but we thank Wood Creek for having us there. The next weekend, we're going to be the 23rd and 24th. We're going to be at Darlington Country Club for the Junior JGA Player Series. Nice. Had almost 150 entries to go to Darlington. Man. Yeah, incredible. That's amazing. Incredible. And then the next weekend, I think I looked at the map, Alan, between the Junior and the Golf Association. We have events for the next however many weekends through December. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, get, you know, so the weekend time. time. That's right. That's right. It's time to take a breath after the amateur. Yeah. Um, so the next weekend, that's September 30th and October 1st, we're going to be at the Muni in Charleston doing our pub links. Yeah. The Good second one. annual. Yeah. Uh, we've got the max players, 84 players right now. That's We get in there and we do a double tee and get that golf course cleared out so the Muni can go in there and do their 150 oh, yeah. other rounds that day when we get done. So, it's an awesome place. Yeah, it's good. It's a great – Great opportunity uh, to, to do this event, a great spot for it, and um, we look forward to have, seeing what happens over those two days. Good luck. Uh, one other thing I want to mention before we get to this wonderful series that we've got coming up, but we have we had a, a void in our schedule, in the 40-plus schedule. Mm-hmm. We just got it filled. Uh, the 40-plus finale is oh, going yeah. to be December the 3rd and the 4th at the Heritage Club down there in Pauley's Island. That's right. So if you great haven't been there, it's a great place you're familiar with at Huntoon, Jim yeah. Huntoon. Good friend of mine used to be the superintendent there and, yep. and spent a lot of time there. So unfortunately, I was going to try and ask him to play, but he's teaching college and he can't get away. So if anybody wants to play, give me a call. There you go. It would be a great opportunity. And you can you can find that schedule and you can sign up and you can see all these results on the MySCGA app. Don't forget about that. You can post your – your scores for handicap purposes on there. You can get all the news and information for the SCGA, and we'd love for you to go in there and check it out. My SCGA app it's free on the Apple and Android yep. list. Uh, so with that being said, Alan, we've got a really cool opportunity, and I, I'm, you, you were a big part of this, and I, I've known him for a long time, but we got to go up to Spartanburg not long ago and rolled over there to Carolina Country Club and yep. got to talk to Kevin Britt. KB himself. Kevin's been a long-time instructor uh, around the area. He was here in Irmo for a bit. and You know, I didn't realize how long he was around, to be honest with you, yeah. until we did this interview. And, and Kevin's a, a great instructor and, and a good guy to know, and he was fun to talk to and uh, tried to pull a little bit out of him about his secret sauce. But there is no secret sauce, he says, well, when it comes to teaching. There's something he's got because he's got a lot of them out there. So yeah. we, we hope everybody enjoys this, this opportunity to listen to one of the best teachers in the area, and, and uh, we hope you enjoy the listen.
Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The My SCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. Joined now by my man, Mr. Kevin Britt. Some people call him KB, I call him Kevin Britt. Kevin, how are you? Doing well, how are you guys? We're good, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Before, your... before we get going, I just want to say we're in, we're in this spectacular teaching facility Kevin's got here at Carolina Country Club. Um, this is impressive, man. You got, you got all kinds of memorabilia around here. Thanks. Now That's this is pretty a cool. Very cool office. Yeah. Bags, pictures, 2020 flag signed by Dustin Johnson, Masters. Picture of him and his daughter playing Augusta right behind above his head. Yeah. Yeah. This one up here is at 2009. That was his first Masters. All nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is pretty where the cool. picture right here. Just everything you got going on. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. We'll get back here in a second. So where were you born and raised? Uh, down in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay. Southwest Florida. Yeah. And that's where you you start playing golf there. Uh, I actually played uh, football, football and baseball in high school, and then uh, after I got out of high school, I got a part-time job at a golf course and just started playing some golf. A buddy of mine got me a job at Forest Country Club. Cart guy? Or yeah, it's just a cart guy. Okay. Range ball guy, cart guy, yeah. Started started down there. A lot of us started that way. <laughs> yeah, that's how I got started. Yeah. Were you a natural? I wouldn't say so. I mean, I was a good athlete, um, and I think baseball did help, you know, with yeah. the transition to golf. Uh, a lot of the, I'd say, same – type of movements but uh, football didn't help really other than I think when you play team sports you learn how to be competitive so you learn how to train and what practice is all about and all that stuff so what positions you play in football and baseball um, well my last year in football I played uh, center and and uh, in baseball I played left field uh, See, center I, blew me away I wasn't yeah. expecting that I would think uh, my size right. would be center yeah. not really well, yours well grow, growing up I played quarterback but I, I didn't play for a couple of years I transferred to schools Okay. So I was I went from quarterback to a, to a big at a big school and then I um, went to a, a smaller Catholic school and when I came in I had been out of football for like two years and then yeah I just played where they needed me so that's where I ended up. Nice. But, uh, Didn't play high school golf. No, never played never played golf in high school. College golf. No. 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 Where no. did when did you start play, truly playing golf? Well, when I was uh, I got a job at the golf course. Uh, like I said, that was back in uh, 1980, like 84, fall 84. And um, just started playing some golf recreationally more than anything. And used to play with my dad when he was alive and at Lockmore Country Club down in North Fort Myers, High, uh, North Fort Myers, Florida. And then uh, we went to, um, and then I went to school at Florida State. So when I went up there, I just kept playing golf recreationally. Had some buddies of mine when I was a walk-on on the golf team and we played quite a bit and just, just really enjoyed the game. and. Well, then I'm curious how it became a career. Yeah, so my two roommates from uh, Florida State, they both got a job in Hilton Head, and I uh, worked at Palmetto Dunes. So I went up, uh, actually just went up for vacation for about a week, and uh, when the semester was over, I asked them about getting a part-time summer job, uh, Alan Deck, and uh, 
and Darren Fedorchek. Darren's in Naples and then Alan's uh, out in Texas now. And uh, they, uh, I, anyway, I went on what was a vacation and then it turned out to be a career. So I ended up staying what would have been a part-time summer job. I ended up staying at Palmetto Dunes for five years. So. In what capacity? Uh, originally, I was uh, just an outside cart attendant. Yeah. And then I got in the, uh, after about a year, I got in the, in the program. I, got, I was an assistant pro at the club and started doing some lessons there as the uh, resort teacher of the day. Mm-hmm. And we had about, uh, about every 10 to 12 days, you were the teacher of the day at, the, at, the, at Palmetto Dunes. And, and so when we got there, um, you know, what, that, I, I knew that's the area that I really enjoyed. Uh, originally, I was going to be a, uh, I wanted to be a football coach and and more be involved with some kind of coaching, but I didn't know, I didn't know it was going to be golf at the time. Yeah, well, you obviously have a knack for it. Yeah, I, I like the think. coaching part, right? There's, yeah, you have different parts of golf, and uh, you have the coaching, and then you have the golf swing right. stuff. So uh, it's, certainly, it's a little different. Well, is that where your strong suit is, as far um, as the mental mental side, or? Yeah, I'd say, you know, I've been Swing. doing this for a little over 30 years now. I'd, I'd say I have a pretty good balance on most of the game from an instructional standpoint. But, you know, the better players you work with, it, it becomes more of the, you know, the the preparation and the course management and, the, you know, things like that versus and, – and maybe some of the motivational, the mental game versus how you swing because, you know, at that level most people hit it pretty well. So um, it, it just kind of depends versus starting with a beginner that you know they might need to learn how to hit the ball right more than they do that other stuff so i'm going to imagine that leslie your wife was the walk-up lesson at, at palmetto dunes one day and that's where you met <laughs> actually when uh when i was at palmetto dunes we opened a opened a course in north charleston Cusaw creek yeah and I, so i was an assistant pro there with a couple guys and uh and she actually came in uh she was a student at the college of charleston and she came in for a job interview, and I was the one interviewing her. And of course, that was a good hire. Yeah, that's how you <laughs> yeah. hired her. Huh? Good job, good job. <laughs> Thanks, man. And now, full circle, your daughter plays at College of Charleston. Yes, she does. Yeah, Isabella. So, uh, my wife graduated from College of Charleston undergrad, and then uh, Isabella is now or starting just today, starting her third year at the College of Charleston. Yeah. Well, how'd you get from Charleston to Columbia? Yeah, so we had a we had a girl that worked in our pro shop named Lynn McCain, and she. She was telling me about her instructor, and it was Jimmy Cusa. So at the time, uh, she said she told me that her instructor uh, had this driving range and was looking for a manager and somebody to run the range and uh, to be able to teach. And she, she really knew that I had the passion for teaching and uh, thought that, uh, you know, Jimmy and I hooking up together might be a good fit. So I, I went and talked to him. Was that Weed Hill? Yeah, it was at Weed Hill Driving Range. Yeah, that was the first time I met you. Was at Weed Hill, right? I, I remember that. Yeah. And, and I think the correlation of Jimmy, Jimmy was an old baseball player, right? That's and right. so he kind of, he kind of, and Jimmy, I had a lot of people try to teach me how to play golf. It yeah. probably, was probably my problem, but uh, Jimmy was one of them. But he, he always related a lot of it to baseball. Sure. And, yeah. and him being left-handed, it was nice because he could mirror what you're doing on the other side. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah, he was. It was very baseball to golf. Yeah. You know, with with him, I think when he explains stuff a lot. You know, all the things that I heard over the years when I worked with them. How long were you there at Weed Hill? Uh, I was there twice. Uh, the first time I was there nine years, and the second time about three. So wow. a total of about 12 years. So you had a lot of you had a lot of the Irmo people and, and Columbia people. Dustin Johnson, is that kind of where you got to know him? And- right. Yeah, Dustin. Uh, so Dustin's dad, Scott, was at Mid-Carolina. He was a PGA member and head professional at Mid-Carolina. And uh, when Scott left Mid-Carolina, 
um, I, I had known Scott and Dustin, but um, Dustin just started really hanging out at Weed Hill almost, I'd say almost every day mm-hmm. uh, at that time. Um, he, uh, he was about 12 years old, and Dustin was just hanging out at the range literally all the time. So he was just, he was kind of like a sponge. He would just soak everything in and practice all the time. And, you know, it's like he'd go play golf at Coldstream, and then he'd come right back to the range and hit some balls or chip and putt or whatever. But, I'm glad we got Coldstream into this yeah, thing because, I mean, that's a, that's a tradition over there yeah. in the Irmo area. It's no yeah. longer with us, obviously, yeah. and, uh, well, as is Weed Hills. And I don't know if you've right. been by there lately. but uh, uh, Yeah, I, I know it's not a range anymore. It's, it's a lot of big old apartments up there yeah. now. It's kind of sad to see. Yeah, that was a TPC of Irmo right, right, right across <laughs> the street there from where I used to work. It, Cold, Coldstream didn't have a driving range, so you, you'd go over and warm up at Weed Hill and – Go right across the road, literally to to the, to the driveway to Coldstream. Right. It was it was a cool place because people, you know, it wasn't let's say the most fancy place, but right. there were a lot of really good players that came out of that area. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, lots of really good players. And what was the other facility that you brought up, Biff? The par three driving range? I forgot about. The uh, over at Riverside. Riverside. No. Nope. I'm trying to think. The one that was somewhat near the office. Were oh, you Lake like Murray. Lake Murray Golf Center. No, the one that it wasn't. It was like six holes, par three. It wasn't the full nine holes. And it had a driving range. Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. Caddyshack yes. had twelve holes. Originally. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, holes. you were there, weren't you? I was there when they built the course. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about that place? Yeah. So it went really well. I was. I was. At, so the first time I left Weed Hill, I went to the Caddyshack, which uh, I lived in Lexington at the time, and um, I, I when I went over there. There was a huge need, I think, for junior golf development over there in particular. So I started a junior golf program, had a, had a couple of golf professionals working with me there. And uh, and we were really cranking out. Originally, it was just a driving range and a restaurant. And then they opened the 12-hole uh, par-3 course, which was a great idea. Because, I mean, a par-3 course is a fantastic place to get yeah. people started playing. So, And does that place still exist today? Yes. But it's I think the par-3s are gone. They, yeah. It's a housing development now. But the... The driving range, I tell you, is turning into more of a social type atmosphere a now. Restaurant, yeah, I mean, yeah. they do they do a lot of business over there, but it's hmm. it, the driving range is kind of like a side piece of it now. But the rest of it is restaurant and social activities. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm out of sequence here, but you did just get an award last year, didn't you, from the Carolinas PGA or, uh, or two years ago? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, was the last one I got. Yeah, that was okay. the uh, teacher of the year. <laughs> the player. It was the Carolinas PGA Player Developer of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, from Columbia, how do, how do we end up here in Spartanburg? Yeah, so uh, I had some students from Spartanburg. Um, the the one that kind of got me kicked in up here was Morgan Weber. Her her dad was real involved with a lot of junior golf up in the upstate. He owns Bypass Golf up here. And, yeah. and uh, so Morgan was coming down taking lessons and had a couple other students. But originally, she was kind of the first one, um, and there was definitely a need. So... I saw that, you know, he had me come out to Three Pines. And so I'd, I'd come about two days a month up to Three Pines. I started working with, um, I was working with Morgan, and then I started working with Natalie Shrenavasan and, and some other really good players from the upstate. And it just seemed like there was a real need for it. And then um, I was down at uh, actually second stage of Q School down in Venice with a student, and um, I got a call from uh, one of the members at Country Club of Spartanburg and said they were really looking for a uh actually chris miller called me first about it but then the member reached out and they said they were looking for a director of junior golf mm-hmm. uh slash instruction at their club and uh so when i got back from venice i, I talked to those guys and 
of course, it was a very appealing job. It's a it's a great club with fantastic membership over there. So. You were like the Pied Piper. Every time I saw you, it was a <laughs> gaggle of kids. Right, right. We we ran about uh, in the five years I was there, we had over 250 members kids come through our junior programs um, and I had some help from our assistant professionals John Weiss and uh, Tyler Cochran and those guys did a really good job and uh, we really grew the program to something special and we our normal uh, semesters we had about 70 kids in our normal classes wow and and I want to say that's Kevin teaches from Dustin Johnson down to the seven-year-old who's picking up a club for the first time. Right. And that's very commendable because I've seen you. It's easy to hang your head hat on these people that we see on the walls here, the William McGirts and Dustin Johnson, Lawrence Stevenson. But I've watched you, just you and that kid, and you teaching the mom and teaching the parent how to do things. It's so special. So, Yeah. Before I moved to Spartanburg, I'd say probably – 80 to 90 percent of my students were elite level golfers whether it was high school or college or many professionals or you know we had a lot of different those elite level players but when I got the job at the country club of Spartanburg I kind of had to hit the reset button a little bit and then I had four and five year olds and <laughs> classes and then you know 75 80 year old right uh, students as well that and I mean, for me, I just enjoy working with all of them. So um, it's it's kind of fun to help anybody out that that really wants to get better at golf. And you did Operation Thirty Six, am I right? Right. Yeah, I've been doing Operation Thirty Six. Let's see, we started that in about two thousand seventeen, so about six years now. Yeah. And that's is that that's the philosophy where you started closer to the green, correct, and work right. your way back. So the way I do it, I have a with our Operation Thirty Six classes, we do ten week semesters. We train two weeks. Uh, sorry, two times a week, so two hours a week. Yeah. And then we ha- we have playing, and we do that about once a month where we take the kids out and play. And uh, and not only kids now, we have a ladies operation 36 as well. Yeah. But um, with the kids, we start everybody at 25 yards, and when they shoot 36 or better, they go to 50, and then okay. 100, and then 150, then 200, and then the red tees, and so on and so forth. Nice. I like that. So I wish I would have adopted that. So you were you were at the Country Club of Spartanburg for five years. I was right and, five years. And now you've been here. We're at Carolina Country Club today, and your teaching facility. And how long you've been here now? Two and a half. Two and a half years. Right. And you bring the Operation Thirty Six model over here with you. I'm, right. I'm looking at your book here on your desk. Right. Yes, I did. Um, yeah, we we did. Uh, as soon as I as soon as I got it over here, I I started the uh, Operation Thirty Six program for the for the kids, and then about a year later, I. I a year later, I also started a ladies' Operation 36 program here. So we're doing it for the women and the kids right now. Wow. And he does PGA Junior League. Right. I just PGA saw you. PGA Junior League. Yeah, we just got the regionals. So our yeah. team, John and I, coached the uh, Spartanburg team All-Stars. And we just got regionals. So we'll be going to Greensboro next week for nice. regionals. I was making the turn at Columbia Country Club. They were coming off nine, heading to Lakeside. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was good seeing you. Yeah, our kids played really well at Lakeside that day, so. Who's, Played pretty good on the front, but really good on the. What's back. that team consist of? How many kids? Yeah, it's eight kids. So it's 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 two person captain's choice teams. So it's four teams, and to the score, you take the best three out of the four teams. Nice. So the lowest three out of the four. So. And, we, and so you're off to Greensboro next. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll leave uh, next Thursday night for Greensboro. So it's a three dayer. Um, you play stroke play, and then if you do well, you get in a match play. 
And if you advance there, you go to Florida, correct? Go to Nationals. Yeah. I think this year it's at Frisco, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. But Makes I, sense. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. I, I keep up with some of your social media stuff. Yeah. You stay on the road a little bit. I do, yeah. I get coach. You know, I, I coach a little bit, mostly here at the club, but yeah. uh, I coach on the road as well. But, I mean, I think that's cool that, that you, you go out and support the kids and, and individuals you're working with, right. not only here, but, but when they're out in competition, too, right. to kind of yeah, talk they, to them. Yeah, this year I've been to uh, let's see the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Uh, Nationals for Under Armour down in Destin. I was down there this this winter, and then I've been to Orlando and just got back from Colorado at the USM. Right. Yeah. What I always found interesting when I was in the junior golf circuit was how far people would travel to come get a lesson from you. And I just saw Buggy Buggy's mom right. shared about your hundred hole hike yesterday. Yeah. So that's what, she's going for coming from Rock Hill to see you. Well, yeah, and they live in Salisbury now. So okay, a wow. little further away. Wow, yeah, right, yeah. I, I, Actually, probably more than half of my students are more than an hour away. Yeah. Um, I've got students, a lot of them from uh, Greenwood, Asheville, Greenville, uh, Anderson, and Charlotte, and all those areas, Rock Hill, Fort Mill. And I'm not trying to disparage any other South Carolina PGA teachers, but there was an era where if you wanted I felt like every good female golfer came through Kevin Britt. I really do. Yeah, I've I've thought a lot (laughs) – been very fortunate to yeah. a lot of good players you have and and yeah. but i think you've developed them well it wasn't just you know you got lucky and they got good while they were seeing you right. i think you really truly developed them yeah there was there was one year that i was teaching 18 of the top 21 uh girls ranked in south carolina uh, you, all at the same time yeah that's exactly probably what i'm thinking about which is crazy yeah you know? i mean i was it's even crazy thinking about it now because i don't have as many now but right it's uh it just seemed to be one of those trends where everybody was coming down. So. And it wasn't just friends of Isabella. You know, no. it was girls it, from all over. It was, it was, yeah, it was a little before Isabella's time. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on girls golf? Because that's one of the things of our junior golf association. You've been a part of our junior association forever. Um, but it's one of the things we focus on, trying to really grow, uh, is, is the girls golf as well. Have you seen some fluctuations in numbers? or? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think, it, you know, I think there's a – I think you see like small like peaks and then valleys a little bit yeah. like it's like if you like when my daughter graduated there was about maybe about 10 to 15 girls that were really good the year she graduated and then right after that there was some and then it dipped a little bit and then prior to her there were some really good players you know like when Anna Morgan and Elle and all them you know all, all those girls graduated and came out there was there was some really good players and I think when there's a lot of really good players they push each other yeah so it's kind of like a a culture thing a little bit where whether it's at one area or they're taking lessons from one person or they're competing against each other it pushes everybody to get better and then when you have a little bit of a dip you know the other way where there's not as many good players it kind of hurts it yeah well i know well i graduated from chapin high school and i was driving by this been a couple years ago and the girls golf team was having a car wash to raise money to go to the states or whatever and I stopped in to see if they knew Alan and Chris and whoever, and they had no clue about the Junior Golf Association. They were just doing golf at high school to have them, give them something to do. Yeah, and right. that's, that's, what we're, that's what we're pushing. We want to try to get in there and show them that what else is available. Because not so much now, but back in the day, boy, if, you, if a girl could bust 80, she could get a, some scholarship money somewhere. You know, and now you got to be a little bit more competitive. But yeah. Times um, have changed. Times have changed. Yeah, yeah it's, when I first started teaching a lot of them, I think the, one of the first girls that I taught – that got a scholarship was Jenny Heskett. She was down in Lexington. She actually 
played for the boys team because there were no girls golf teams. Yeah. And then, um, and when Jenny played, I mean, she was a good player and she ended up playing at College of Charleston. But like this, like when she was playing versus like now, the scores and the girls are so much better. Completely right different. Yeah. yeah. And it was just the way it was. I mean, they're just, there was a handful of really good girls and then now there's a bunches of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to bypass your son, Casey. We got it. We've, talked about your wife talked about Isabella and the women's golf tell me about Casey yeah so Casey uh, Casey just went to work uh, at Friendship Automotive up in Forest City um, one of my clients uh, JJ Justice uh, is the manager up there and he's known Casey for a few years and yeah. really wanted to hire him Casey had been working up at the cliffs at Kiwi Springs um, and he really liked it and we thought for a little while that he may get into a golf into the golf business full-time he's he kind of had an offer to to get into management at the cliffs and to work in the pro shop and all that and then get in the program. But yeah. um, I think right now he's wanting to kind of make more money and yep. be a little more like he's he's really gotten into fitness. So at some point in time, whether he stays and uh, continues doing what he's doing or if he gets involved with some type of fitness down the road because he's, uh, he's just, I'd say in the last two years, he's put on about 40 pounds and been working out a lot and, it's just where his passion is a lot. Is, is he looks fitness. like a center. Right. <laughs> he's a lot bigger than I am. Plus, he's like six foot two or three. Right. And, right. He's a big boy. And, I, and I'm not. Right? Right. And you told me before this interview started, there's not a secret sauce to your teaching. Correct? I wouldn't say there's a secret. I mean, I think I'd be willing to share if I had it. But, but uh, Each student's different then? Everybody's different, right? Yeah. There's, I don't think there's two people that I teach that have the same golf swing. And some people, I assume, are different goals. You know, a 70-year, 80-year-old man versus a high school student. Right. right. Everybody's different. Right? You adapt. Right. You, well, you help, you help people achieve their goals. And, I mean, sometimes you might see somebody that has a lot of talent and maybe they don't have a goal to play high school or college golf or professional golf and you might want to say, hey, you're, you're pretty good, you know. Yeah. You might want to work a little harder and maybe, maybe you can accomplish a lot more than you think you're capable of. Have you ever been on the range and just seen somebody you didn't know swing and be like, I want to get a hold of them. I could do something with them. Right. Well, you know, some people are just really athletic. Yeah. I mean, been doing this a long time, so you, you see all the types of stuff, but there's some people that aren't very athletic at all. You know, maybe somebody that grew up uh, that's 40 years old that never played a sport, that's been behind a computer desk, or, and they want to start playing golf, and they have a hard time yeah. versus somebody that grew up playing ball, you know, whether they're running, jumping, throwing, and, you know, creating skills as a youngster and having the ability to, to swing a bat or a, right. maybe a hockey stick or whatever. People learn those skills early in life. So if you didn't grow up playing sports, it's a lot harder to play golf, especially as a high level. T tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like when I was coming through the junior golf ranks and working with Jimmy Cooses and what have you, is that at that time we were all trying to swing a certain way. And now it seems like you see a lot – it's almost like back in the 70s and early 80s where you see a lot of different swings with a lot of the same results. So Scotty Scheffler jumps out at me with his feet moving all over the place. And Do you ever try to correct any? I mean, you just kind of let them figure it out and you, you work on planes? And Yes. Um, yes. I mean, there, there are some basic things. I mean, everybody's different. When you look at somebody, let's say you videotape them or you check them on a launch monitor, you're looking for certain things that good players do, but you want to take their individual lick and and make them the best they can be with what they have 
So if somebody's got kind of a weird thing going on, like Dustin, for instance, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got weird stuff going on a little bit with the bow of the wrist and all that stuff at the top. But, you know, had we changed that years ago, we might not have ever heard of him. Yeah. So, Did you ever discuss changing that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. What, give me that conversation. How'd well, that go? a lot of people don't know this. So, I've, And I've had this conversation um, because back in the day, you know, when I was talking to Scott, when I first started helping Dustin, see, Dustin just grew up. I mean, Jimmy used to help him, and I'd help him, and he'd ask questions, and he'd come by every day and say, like, hey, look at this, or can you look at that? He didn't really take, like, scheduled private lessons like right. people. But he was just he was a range rat. He was yeah. there every day, and he was always asking questions, and he always wanted to improve and get better. But, yeah, I talked about that, and, uh, it, you know, already at 12, it was really ingrained into his golf swing, and, and so I'd get him to take a practice swing, take it up to the top, and flatten his wrist. His club's perfectly square, but then he'd bow his wrist when he'd hit it. Um, so when he did that, it was because he used to use Scott's clubs when he was a little kid playing at Mid-Carolina. So he used to gamble, you know, with all the members, but he always wanted to take his dad's clubs. Well, they were way too heavy. <laughs> so if you ever see a lady swing and yeah. their wrists are weak and they're trying to swing a heavy club, their wrists are all bowed up at the top. Well, Dustin huh. just kept hitting the ball like that. He'd go out to the range and bang and bang and bang, and his his clubs were too heavy for him. So, well, it's funny because as we're sitting in your office, you've got a full six foot picture of Dustin there from a while ago, uh, no beard. It's when he first got on tour, yeah. And you really, if you look at it real quick, you won't know who it is except for that wrist that's bowed at the very top. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can't teach that. No. You really can't teach that. Well, right I don't there. know if you'd want to. Right. But, uh, yeah. But he makes it's it work. work for him. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, he's he's he's, uh, he's doing all right. So Lauren Stevenson, right? Good, another good player has come through your. Yeah, Lauren. Lauren, I, I worked with a lot of really good girls. Lauren was probably the best of all of them. Yeah. Um, she was. Uh, I started working with Lauren at the Caddy Shack when she was eight years old. Right. My granddad paid for a lesson and started working with her. And I remember you got a you got her and Dustin hooked up when she was a little girl. Yeah. So you when Lauren was little, uh, I took Lauren and Nicole Chen. Yeah. And went down to Florence Country Club. Dustin was in Myrtle Beach, and he had just gotten on tour. Yeah. And uh, we met at Florence Country Club, and we went and played 18 holes. And, yeah, Lauren was probably, golly, she was probably 9 or 10 years yeah. old. I remember. She was little, but yeah. now they're both on tour. I think that's pretty yeah. cool, man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Making that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, you, you mentioned the program a little bit. The Carolina's PGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big part of what you do and who you are. Uh, how How – it is a little bit different back in the day when you went through the program, I understand. But right. uh, a great organization, done a lot of great things here in the Carolinas. Uh, are, are you on the board? Have you been on the board? No. So I was, uh, for s- several years, I was on the coaching and teaching committee for the right. section. And now I'm on the – now I'm just recently with um, – I, I got on the uh, chapter. I'm the chapter education chair Okay. For, the, for our chapter up here in the mountains. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm wondering what it takes to get your. What does it take to get your picture hung on your wall here? We got to win something, Alan. No, that's why. That's why I'm figuring. Yeah, we're out, Alan. I know. We, we will never see our faces on that wall, bro. No, but it's pretty cool looking. All the stuff and all the bags and the flags that have been signed and the USGA championships. And it's just a lot of history on these walls. I wish we could show it to you. <laughs> Being radio, but I'm enjoying looking at it. <laughs> You got a couple of hitting bays in this. Let's talk about this office before we get out of here. Yeah. So uh, eventually we're going to build a teaching center on a range, okay. a two-bay center. And 
Um, so anyway, when I came to work here, they offered me this office, and uh, I had a choice between here and the upstairs part. Yeah. And this is easier to get in and out of. But yeah, I've got two hitting nets, uh, so when it's raining or cold or whatever or really hot, I can get in here and yeah. and do some practice. And I've uh, uh, been thinking about putting the simulator in, but with I'm just not sure how far the teaching teaching bays off. So. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I'm just kind of waiting to see. What's with the skateboarding? You a skateboarder? Yeah. <laughs> no. So uh, it's one of the ground force drills uh, William McGirt showed me. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's actually Willie skateboard. Is and it really? He was he was on it one day over at Spartanburg, and he left me a skateboard, and uh, he didn't break his neck or anything. So I thought I'd try it. And anyway, uh, you just push backwards a little bit, and you learn how to create a little bit of linear ground force. Yeah. Yeah, without spinning out of it, because if you were spinning, you'd, you'd switch it around. So You've got all the gadgets and gizmos in here right now the balance boards and the impact bags yeah i've got lots of stuff um <laughs> well and I, i'm a little old school too so like i mean i use i use a lot of boards and all kinds of sticks and all types of things but yeah. I, I have a lot of training aids um but most most of what i have is kind of old school things that i've been doing for a long time did you work with mcgurk's on i did yeah for about three years yeah he he i started Actually, Will, Will was struggling a little bit with the swing. He came off the California swing in uh, 2017, and he wasn't hitting it very well. And he was about to play in the Masters. So uh, I was over at Country Club of Spartanburg, and he just asked if I'd take a look and help him out a little bit. So I helped him out for a couple of weeks up to the Masters. and His so first we'll, Masters, I believe. Yeah, it? first Masters. Yeah. Yeah, first and only Masters, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh, in 17 and so he goes out the first day and he's in second place after the first round I'm like well this there you go I've done something so we got him hitting it higher he was he just was hitting kind of this steep low kind of not very launching up ball which wasn't going to work at Augusta so yeah. got him kind of really pushing off the ground a lot more and launching the ball high and uh, he went out and played the first round really really well and played the tournament really well he, yeah. he made the cut and had a really good tournament and uh, so anyway uh, and then I didn't, still didn't work with him full-time until the next year when I started working with him full-time. And then, he, of course, about a couple months in, he had hip surgery. It was kind of hit. Well, he was trying to pay, play with a lot of pain, yeah. and he kept getting therapy, and sooner or later he just needed to have surgery. Bite so the bullet. He, he had, to, had the first surgery, and then he, we started working on his game again, and it didn't take very well. And then he had a second surgery. And then finally, I think right now he's he's gotten pretty healthy after that. But um, but he's moved to Bluffton. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. As soon as he moved to Bluffton, uh, within a couple months of that, I, I didn't work with him after that because, yeah. I mean, Will. I used to work with Will a lot. I mean, it was every week and, you know, three to six hours a week. So, um, or I spent a lot of time on the road with him as well. So <laughs> he he really needs somebody kind of near him. I, I know. I was just thinking. I was giggling just thinking about. He's not very fired up, is he? I mean, when he gets no. fired up no. <laughs> or opinionated. No, he doesn't have an opinion at all. Uh, yeah, we all know that. <laughs> I love you, William. You know, you know, I mean, we, we all love McGirt. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great yeah. guy. How, do you get to play much? I played yesterday, hundred holes. That's right. Tell holes. us about that. Uh, did a uh, Folds of Honor fundraiser. So, um, I, to me, it's a. I don't know. I, I was in the Army Reserve back when I was in college, and just always loved America and our soldiers, and just had total respect for everybody that does that full time. Of course, as a reservist, and I always, I only was in there to really help pay college and to and to be in for a short period of time. But I mean, I have the ultimate respect for those who sacrifice for our country. And yeah. and when I I was in Orlando at the 
at the Folds of Honor Dirks Bentley concert, and they had some people get up on stage and tell their story. And, and then the, the guy that founded Folds of Honor, he, he got up and told why he started it, and he's a PGA member, and, and I've just got behind it ever since then. I, I mean, I wish I could do more, but yeah. I've done a couple marathons now. And, and, uh, and then one of my students, Buggy Ranky, her, her dad uh, uh, passed away in service uh, when she was a little, little girl, and she now is a recipient of the Folds of Honor Scholarship. So it goes to help pay for, for kids of fallen soldiers, helps them pay for college and scholarships for that. So That's awesome. It's, so, a, it's a great cause. And so you and the pro here, Dean, y'all went mm-hmm. out and knocked it around for 100 holes yesterday? Right. Dino and I teed off yesterday morning at sunrise, and, and we played and uh, finished 100 holes by about right before 1 o'clock. Nice. Out. And I haven't played 100 holes of golf this year. So. Right. How you yeah, feel? So I'm a little sore today. I was about to say, how are you feeling? Yeah. I went over across the hall and saw Seymour today, and he stretched me out. <laughs> and uh, I, I was, I'm really sore, especially in my hips and a little bit in my shoulder. But Tell us real quick, get off Kevin Britt for a second. Tell us about this neat health facility you walked us around. Yeah, so Carolina Country Club, we've got an awesome fitness facility. We've got two full-time uh, PhDs in physical therapy here that also do training. So uh, Jonathan Seymour, uh, he does a lot of uh, – works with actually and Chandler as well a lot of my students and so we work together uh, with these with these guys and and uh, it's basically uh, the fitness center here and with these guys here I mean we offer kind of a full range of golf instruction and then the fitness aspect as well and on top of that therapy on top of any type of fitness you want to get those massage tables we saw before we leave, Biff? Yeah, I, I think they could probably need to do a lot of work on me, unfortunately. I'd be there a while. Is there a package plan? I mean, I'm sure y'all really do work together, though, if you yeah. have a student who wants both. We really do work together. I mean, we work like somebody doesn't pay like one fee for both of us, but right. I mean, I, I just send people across the hall and, then, yeah. you know, kind of like that. So. And, you, and you work them towards a one single singular goal. Right, yeah. right. I've got – we've got some young – really good young players that i'm working with now that uh, almost all of them are going to those guys for some fitness so all right i've got a question now i think you're the i've asked this question to most a lot of our guests but i think you're the best one to to ask if you were to give a piece of advice to somebody starting playing golf what would that be well first of all take lessons but do it regularly like like the concept of just going to get a lesson when everything's messed up isn't the best concept so whether you're a junior golfer, like the really outstanding junior golfers that travel all around the country and try to seek out the best instruction, I mean, they understand what it takes to become an elite level player. These these elite level players don't get there just by accident. Like right. they're, and then, so seek out instruction, good instruction that can develop, but take regular instruction. But I think more than that, try to do something every day to improve. Like. I think if there is some kind of magical stuff, it's what do you get up and do every day to make yourself get better? And it's not just golf. I mean, just think about anything in life. Uh, but the, the way I think the golf swing and the motor skills develop, the daily practice is really the difference. Like if you practice five hours on a Saturday, there's a big difference of practicing every day for 30 minutes would be much more effective. So. You heard it here first, Biff. Yep, got to do it all the time. That takes me out. Too. I was about to say, are you, you go, does that inspire you any? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I can get my clubs out of the office. They've been in there since December. Got to get the dust um, off. They look good, though. They do look good. He's got a new set of irons he's played with like once, maybe. What's your next lesson? I think I just saw him walk up to you. Young man, 
I've got a young guy at four o'clock, uh, Jake. Yeah. He's Jake Hames, but I call him State Farm. So everybody's got a name, and he's State Farm. <laughs> That's he's, awesome. Yeah, I think he, I just, this kid, uh, he just won. The, he just won the uh, eight to ten year old division of the Spartanburg County Am over at the Country Club of Spartanburg a couple of weeks ago. And wow. He, he won. He's he's one of these kids. He's he's just kind of here all the time and getting better and better but you've yeah. seen that before hadn't you i've seen it before <laughs> you got anybody uh coming through the ranks here that, that when you keep your eye on yeah i got a lot of good young players uh top young players that i work with right now we've got there's there's quite a few of them but uh ac peak uh she just won the blade and the peewee this year yep. um arlie jennings she's uh ranked number sixth in the under armor world rankings and she's she's 12 years old just turned 12 uh, Poppy Dawson and Birdie Dawson, another two girls that are going to be really good. Will McCraw, another Pee Wee and Blade champion, won last year. He just turned 13 this year. He's a great kid too. He's a he's a special player. You got a boy that just turned 12, Moses Suzuku, and uh, he's just going to be a special player. The kid works really hard. He's tall, going to be athletic, cranks it out there. Uh, I've got a bunch of young kids here at the club: Davis Calicut and Jake state farm and and uh some other boys and girls that that really have a lot of potential here but the the young kids that are on our pga junior league team um little patty cutler and some of the other kids i mean there's some kids that could be really really good and, and you know how you just don't know exactly how they're going to end up um when the boys and girls hit about 15 or 16 they get the fume problem right the perfumes and yep. the gas fumes and all that stuff but they uh, grow a little bit they grow a little bit and they could get into something else but yep. right now i've got probably as good a crop of kids from about 8 to 13 that i've ever had so that's, that's awesome i like to hear future, that future of our golf you have to keep up with kevin more <laughs> yeah it's gonna be fun i'm it's a lot of them playing our pga junior league team we had i have 19 kids at and our Carolina PGA Junior League team, and then um, I got uh, got some siblings, the Marinick kids. Okay. Uh, the 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 oldest boy Jonas is nine. He's a special kid. He's a really good player, a little left-handed kid. And his little brother, his name's Kyrie. He's five. He's like ridiculous. This wow. kid's like so good. And then they have a sister <laughs> named Lila, who's going to be good as well. But those kids are really fun. But all our kids on our PGA Junior League team, and a part of our program, and then private lessons that, that come see me as well but the kids I, f- I feel like you can really develop them when they're here and you're around them a lot because then you get the coaching aspect not just hey let's fix the swing or fix that you get to spend more time with them whether it's in the the kids that are involved with our operation 36 program or a pga junior league team if they're involved with both and then they take lessons on top of that i really get to spend a lot of time with them and it's yeah. probably my best way to help them develop their game so but y'all y'all got a lot of kids our junior golfers showing up right now. Is it drop off? That is after school, it's, I guess. Yeah, it's about finishing up. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, we uh, we've got some teams out here today. PCs yeah. out here, and uh, it's like a bunch of young ladies, probably high school age girls. Yeah, yeah, that's storming high. Yeah, okay. State champs. I hear that's you. Right. I hear you. That's right. Well, Kevin, thank you for moving a lesson so we could get in here yeah i mean hey, man, was, i'd love to have you guys here anytime it's been a blast it Kevin, has been a blast i just want to thank you from from state south Carolina golf association our junior golf association you've been around a lot we see your face a lot of our events and uh you're a reason a big reason of, of the growth of the game here in south carolina particularly so th- thank you for all you've done and been a part of man it's been thank awesome you. to watch. Well, thanks you guys i mean without your tournaments and all the things that you put into it 
I mean, we wouldn't have as many kids playing golf or adults for that matter. Well, it's a, it's a team effort, and, and that's, that's what we work at. And working with Carolina's PGA and the Superintendent's Association and everybody that's involved, that, that's, that's the only way we can grow the game. So thank you for all you do. Thanks a lot, Biff. Appreciate it, man.